Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Welcome back. It's the Big Show in the Morning, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Into hour number two. My name is Matt Rose. Patty Dumas with me today. Get Georgie back a little bit later on this week. Alex Brody hanging out in the other room. We're live in the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studios. Do you have cracks in your walls, floors, or ceilings? Visit dlbasementsystems.com for a free estimate. They are all things basementy. We go down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline for a little bit of hockey chat. Justin Bourne, the host on Sportsnet, co-host of Real Kipper and Bourne, joins us now from out in Toronto. Good morning, Justin. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you guys there? So far, so good. Uh, taking some action yesterday. We had the Flames and the Arizona Coyotes. Wasn't uh, maybe the, the 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 masterpiece game that a lot of us, well, I wouldn't say expected, but nevertheless, the Flames get the victory. The power play comes to life. What are you seeing from the Calgary Flames late as some of their top guys start to maybe get in a groove as we near the midway point of the season-ish? You know, maybe the first signs of some encouragement, right? Like, you know, coming into or out of last season, expectations were so high, but there was that large amount of turnover. And I think when things weren't going well, it was pretty easy to step back and go, well, what's different? And for me, it was you didn't have the most dominant line in hockey, which they had had, and they weren't getting the goaltending. You know, sometimes it's not that complicated a sport to pick apart. Looking at them now, you start to get a few more saves. You start to get the top guys humming a little bit. Kadri had three points last night. Power play scores a couple of goals for you. You start to look at it and go, okay, that's what it's supposed to look like. You can see a path through for this, uh, you know, for them to get back to being a successful team. Yeah, and you and you mentioned the goaltending. Uh, I guess what have you made of everything around Jacob Markstrom? He obviously goes out and and it's pretty critical of his game after his most recent start, which ended up being a loss. And then Daryl Sutter um, with a, a pretty you know kind of goes to bat for him yesterday during uh, his press conference pregame. What have you made of everything surrounding Jacob Markstrom and, and I guess Dan Vladar between the Flames pipes right now? Well, you know, I don't hate when a guy once in a while and says, I just suck right now, because sometimes there's no there's no other really way to put it. You can be like, well, you know, my angles are a bit off. Like, sometimes you're just not playing very well, and for whatever reason, that you know, it, you feel like it can come. It's not like anything has fundamentally changed. But a lot of that is confidence. And, of course, Sutter said the right things and said, you know, I don't think he sucks and, you know, does his best to stand up for him. But at the same time, I think part of the reason he's having confidence issue and feels the way he does is I think Sutter is really hard on him. And I don't think that he's necessarily hard on him in the media, but sometimes you hear things around the team that he leans on him pretty heavily. And when things aren't going good, you know, he Markstrom's a, a player on the team too, and players are eligible to be called out. But I do think he's a guy whose confidence is integral to his success at that position and that he's paid a lot and a valuable guy. Maybe Sutter needs to be a little bit more careful with him behind the scenes. Good to see him go to bat for him out in public, though. Justin, I noticed on uh, Saturday's broadcast against the Capitals, after uh, Vladar let a goal in, Jacob Markstrom was talking to him, had a, they were la- he was like smiling, he was joking with him, and the same thing yesterday. How important is that relationship between a backup goaltender and the starter? And even more so when that backup right now was the incumbent starter and is struggling. How important is that relationship between these two goalies? Well, I think it's a good question, and it it depends on what motivates certain guys, right? Like, if 
if you're a guy, some people need a comfortable work environment to be at their best and allows them to sort of, you know, maximize their ability. I was someone, and this is just me personally, who didn't have my most success when things were easy. And, you know, I was, I needed a kick in the butt sometimes. And I, you know, I found my, I had one junior hockey coach in particular who leaned on me, you know, really hard, really hard. And it pushed me in a way that I hadn't been pushed before. And I found that, you know, I could give more when I felt tired and I found that my body would hold up. And I found that by, you know, working hard more often, I actually improved my stamina. Like I just needed that kick. So my, my, where I'm going with that is it depends what you need. If Ladar is a guy with, with Markstrom who thrives, you know, by having that sort of genial relationship, then great. Then this is really good. You know, if it's a little bit too easy and there's not enough competitiveness there because they both have, you know, a decent contract and they're going to be around, that's different. So I can't speak to what those guys need, but everyone will tell you it's so important. Oh, it's crucial. Oh, it's, yeah, it is. But some, some people need a kick in the ass sometimes. What have you made of how this top four is coming around for the Calgary Flames? And, and how many defensemen do you feel real solid defensemen need to be on a, a winning team? Because, you know, some people will say four, some people will say five. How do you kind of look at it and, and how does it fit with the Flames? Well, I, I'm of the belief that you need a number one guy, like a guy that you can put out there for 26 minutes a night you know, and play the other team's top competition and keep his head above water. So I think that's a crucial piece. And then I think you need, you know, you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs where a team that I cover every day, you know, they're on their 10th defenseman right now, you know, that's playing consistently, playing 10, 12 minutes a night. You need a lot of guys in your system that can at least hold their own. So, yeah, you got to have two pairs for sure. And as long as your third pair can kind of tread water, you just can't have a hole. That's the biggest thing to me is like, do you have a bad player, like a guy that the other team can target and say, okay, yeah. you know, he's on, we're going to go down the left side. You just don't, you, you need no break in the arm or no, or no weak link in the chain uh, more than you need great D everywhere. Chat with Justin Bourne here on the big show with Russell Rose in the morning sports at 960. The fan, um, that is the story on the Calgary flames. Let's talk about another Western Canadian team, the Vancouver Canucks and Brock Besser in particular. He was a healthy scratch Saturday night, but then they had a, a last-minute injury, so he wasn't a healthy scratch. Uh, signed a three-year contract uh, this offseason with a $6.65 million cap hit. What type of player would a team trading for Brock Besser be getting, and why isn't it working in Vancouver? Good question. I think they'd be getting a motivated player for sure. You know, someone who... Uh it's kind of in a tough spot with his team right now. He's got four goals in 20 games as a guy who's supposed to shoot it in the net. You know, he doesn't seem to be prioritized on their rosters. You mentioned that, you know, healthy scratch or almost healthy scratching. Um, you know, that's, that's a tough spot to have success from. I just, I don't know what's going on with the Canucks and management. You know, they had Benning there and Benning was a mess and he was unwilling to let the team be bad enough to get good players to turn it around. And then they get the new ownership. It's like, finally, you know, they can do something now. And it's just more of the same. Like the JT Miller deal is inexplicable. Mm -hmm. A guy you didn't have to sign right away who immediately that looks like an albatross of a contract before it even starts. And, you know, you've got off by situation with Rachel Dory. You've got Jim Rutherford killing his coach in the media, but not firing him, presumably because the owners don't want him to. You got Besser now, who was going to be scratched on Hockey Fights Cancer Night after shortly after losing his dad to cancer. Oh. It, it, they just seem to have no sense of what's going on in Vancouver right now. It seems in, like in, in total disarray. 
how big of a loss, uh, a failure really, would it be if Bo Horvat ends up walking away or even being traded, frankly, um, because of some of these shortfallings? And really, you could almost go back to the Jim Benning era. Like, I don't necessarily know if Jim Rutherford has been able and, and uh, Patrick Alvin have had enough opportunity to kind of make the moves that would allow Horvat to sign and stay long term. But this almost feels like the way that things are trending. Well, yeah. I mean, you look at the contracts. You, you just mentioned the Besser deal. He's making six point six five a season. You know, you got Connor Garland making five and change. Like they just got a bunch of guys making making way too much money. That's Tanner Pearson's making three. So yeah, like guys making too much money. Now you can't keep a guy who's been kind of their heart and soul guy, their captain. He's really third in the NHL in goals right now, and it just feels like there's no fit. And, and even worse is like, let's say they did sign him. Isn't that just more of the same? Like, isn't he just another guy that's going to help them finish 18th this year yeah. and still not get a good pick and still not make playoffs? Like, so now they got to let a guy walk because of previous mistakes. And I don't know, man, at some point they just got to take their medicine and be bad for a little bit. Unfortunately, it's not a lot of fun, but shed some contracts, you know, lose some hockey games and, you know, give the fans some credit that they'll be there when the team turns it around. Now, St. Louis, they uh, they got off to a really bad start to the year. Then they won seven straight. They figured, like, oh, maybe they're right in the ship here. But now they've lost six to seven. Tough loss last night in a really good game with the New York Rangers. Obviously, Craig Brube over the weekend t- uh, ripping into Jordan Bennington. Just stop. Just play goal. Stop <laughs> the puck. Uh, and then just what, what's uh, what's your deal on St. Louis right now? Yeah, you know, I couldn't couldn't make sense of them because I liked them out of the gates. I remember seeing some people, some their beat writers. They started the season three and zero or four and zero, and they were like, "Haven't seen this team as structured as they looked." And then, yeah, they lose eight in a row, then they lo- win seven in a row. I mean, they obviously very streaky. But you know, as we start to get, you know, we're over a quarter into the season, and you zoom out a bit, and you go, you know, they're three games below five hundred. They're a minus twenty three goal differential team. Oof. You know, whether they're not as bad as these losing streaks and not as good as these winning streaks on the whole, they're probably not good enough. You know, that division right now, the Dallas stars are 14 mm-hmm. and six and Minnesota's doing, you know, starting to get hot. They've won four in a row. Jets are having a good start. The Avs are in the division. Nashville's not bad. They've won three in a row. It's like, it, at some point it's not about, is your team any good? It's, there's just too many good teams ahead of you. And Lewis may be cutting bait on some guys. I don't know if that means Tarasenko or O'Reilly would be available, but they, they, they're coming close to having to make some decisions here in which direction they want to go. Now, with Jordan Bennington's act, is it just wearing too thin here? Like, he's just got to figure this thing out and just play, play the net before St. Louis can figure it out? Or is this just the way it's going to go with this guy? I don't know. I'm sick of it. Aren't you? I am. Oh. <laughs> I'm done with it. Like it's just yeah. Like, like he's pulled. Like what was he? he felt like it looked like he fell there at the at the, the crossbar over the weekend. There was the, the there night. was the hit on stall. There was the glove like, in Zucker's face. He he's gone after multiple goaltenders this year. It's like what are you doing? Yeah. Stop the puck. Extre- extremely high punchability. Like a guy is a <laughs> Very fan much. that you would like to just give him one, and he's like. 160 pounds, you yeah. know, the yappy dog at the bar, who, you know, yappy guy at the bar, and his big buddies are going to have to step up and help him or he's going to get beat. So, exactly. Yeah, I get Brew Baby and sick of it. He's seen phonies before. Uh, it's yep. an awful lot of bluffing for me for a guy who has never, you know, actually like squared off with someone and won a fight or anything. You know, yeah, a lot I'm of sh- talk. 
I'm sure Bennington would love to try that on Craig Berube back in the day. Oh, my goodness. Not a good choice. Not a chance. How, uh, how tired do you think teammates would be getting of something like this? Because, like, you know, we think of a guy like Matthew Kachuk, and sometimes you would put someone on his line. It's like, well, he'll draw them into the fight and get them kind of engaged in the game. But after a certain point, that starts to wear thin mm-hmm. with teammates, right? Yeah, you know, Anthony Stewart, a guy who works a lot, tells a story about playing with Patrick Coletta. And I don't know if you remember Coletta, but Coletta used to start scrums every whistle. Yeah. Like, that was his you know, drill guys from behind, and then he'd never fight or rarely fight. And he said that, you know, you're playing with this guy, and you're like, I'm going to end up in a fight just because I'm with him. And I, you don't mind fighting your own battles when you're angry, but you don't want to fight for a guy who's just constantly volunteering your services. So, yeah, I think his teammates would be pretty sick of it. I did want to ask you about uh, something that's kind of in this similar vein, uh, and that is just with some of these big hits that we've seen recently. Like, Jacob Ruba has the big hit on Andreas Athanaseu, which, I don't know, that one was maybe a little bit borderline to me. Um, but then there's Dalene smoking Nieto, which was, you know, as clean as they come. Shen got Slavkovsky with him watching a pass last Zdorov night. Zdorov had a good one on Saturday. Zdorov had a great one in mm-hmm. Chikrin. Two of those four ended up mm-hmm. in guys having to fight people, even though they were deemed clean hits on the ice. Um, just what what are you seeing with some of these big hits? Like guys are maybe taking advantage to some players, maybe feeling like they're not going to get smoked in today's NHL. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big believer in that. Most of these guys grew up in a different era of contact hockey where there wasn't as much there. There wasn't the hunter type defenseman, the Scott Stevens saying, you know, you can't cr- cut across the middle. You're going to get lit up. Like I just kind of grew up in an era where you didn't, you know, you had your head up coming out of your own zone and you didn't cut across the middle. And if you, you know, failed to do those things, sometimes you got crushed. So these guys grew up without that happening. And there are still a number of players who have realized, ah, because the guys are heads down, I can just go to town and they are, and, yeah, I mean, it's an absolute weapon for their teams that it can be scary to play an opposing player who you know has that bit of hunter in their yeah. uh, in their DNA. So that's a nice element for teams who have those big hitters. And I get sometimes why the fights happen after. For me as a teammate, if you see your guy get blown up, you don't know if it was clean or not. Sure. But you'd hate for it to be dirty. And then you just were the guy who stood beside the guy who just did something super cheap. Like it happens in a flash. So I get why guys are like, I'm going to fight this guy just in case. I remember Nick Felino fought Corey Perry after he accidentally kneed John Tavares in the head, just in case. Yeah. So maybe that was a bit excessive of a version, but I get the concept. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're chatting with Justin Bourne here on the big show in the morning. My name's Matt Rose. He's Patty Dubois. Talk about the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Nathan McKinnon leaves the game yesterday. The infirmary just gets bigger and bigger in Colorado. Uh, can they sustain all these injuries with still the talent they have? I mean, they're still above 500, still in a playoff position, but losing McKinnon on top of what you have already lost, that can't be sustained very long, can it? No, I mean, you're at some point where you're without your what six seven best players no team is going to do very well in those scenarios and you know I look at the Avs in general this year and they basically were asked to do the same thing as last year it's like every office space right now give us the same results with less money behind Mm -hmm. it less talent you know you know they have no Nazem Kadri they lose their starting goaltender and you know they're treading water but you, you combine that with injuries to 
you know, Landeskog and Rodriguez and McKinnon and Manson and Nachushkin and Byram and Lekkinen. You know, it's like <laughs> you can only sustain those sort of things for so yeah. long. So their goal right now is similar to my goal as a parent of young kids, which is just don't die. Just don't fall behind. Just Good don't, advice. You don't have to get better or take strides. Just be okay. And then once you get healthy and everything gets easier as everyone moves along, uh, you know, you can make strides down the road. But right now for them, it's just a matter of keeping their head above water so they can be there at the end of the year. Wanted to ask you about Bruce Cassidy's return to Boston. How about that yesterday as uh, the Vegas Golden Knights go out and uh, show out for their new head coach who had a not a great exit from Boston, I would say. And then we saw the picture of Patrice Bergeron and Cassidy chatting after the game as well. So uh, I guess a hat tip to, to Bergeron there more so than anything else. But what did you make of the Bruins and the Golden Knights tilt yesterday? I mean, two elite teams. You know, I, I think different levels of elite. That's great that the Golden Knights uh, managed to get it done. Boston outshot them 43-24 or something. You know, they, they controlled a lot of the play. Um, so yeah, I think it's really cool that two, two of the heavyweights in the league went toe to toe. Actually, you know, we just saw, um, here in Toronto, you know, Toronto and Tampa kind of had a thing from, you know, the matchup from playoffs last year, where you see a couple of the elite teams go at it. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed Vegas, uh, Boston, because it feels to me right now that there aren't many elite teams. Everyone's pretty good. And that's good. If you're the flames, you know, Hmm. you're kind of hanging around and no one's pulling away all that much, but. I just feel like there's so few teams where you go, that team is exceptional. They're a Stanley Cup favorite outside of Boston. I don't really know who you'd say about it, and I include New Jersey in that and Vegas in that. Um, So, yeah, good to see great teams go at it, and obviously with their backgrounds and their coaches and all that, uh, that was a fun one. Tonight, Mitch Marner puts his uh, streak on the line. It's the Leafs and it's the Stars. Jason Robertson's streak will also be on the line. How much... uh, Airtime is this Mitch Marner streak getting for you and Kipper? Yeah, too much. Too much. <laughs> I, mean, I honestly, it's it's great. It's great that he's on such a great run. Like he, you know, guy is a one and a half point per game type player typically. So mm-hmm. you expect him to, to get points most nights. Uh, that there hasn't been a break in that is exceptional. And I think there's an element of luck in there for, for it to go on like that. But I don't know. Like, you know, I know a lot of people have said this, but like Gretzky's record's 51. Marner's at 19. Like, it's great. He's the, the most in Leafs history. But I think more than Marner's record being impressive, it's mostly impressive that they haven't had anyone do it longer than 19 games. So I'm going to hold my breath for another, I don't know, get to 25, and then I'll start to, to really make some noise about it. You know, I always find when stories like this are really prominent, sometimes they're a benefit to the team because they'll be the the main talking point and cover up some other maybe shortcomings of the team. It's probably not yeah. the case in Toronto where there's a million media members and everything gets dissected, but is there anything that's maybe getting masked by this big story around the Leafs right now? That's a good question. Um, yeah, you know, there, there's some interesting things happening at the fringes. Some of the guys, uh, you know, they just called up a kid from the minors um, who had a lot of hype at the time of the draft. Uh, you know, that might get a little bit more attention. The defense is wildly injured. So, But, you know, the, the Leafs happen to be in a patch right now where the team is doing really well. So it's not one of those things where it's happening amidst a bunch of uh, turmoil and things are getting overlooked. You know, they, they've won a bunch of hockey games in a row here. So it's just another sort of 
Uh, cherry on the Sunday of good play for the Leafs right now. Uh, Justin, last one for you. We got our uh, poll question up for our show today, and we are asking our fans uh, which one is going to come first here in the Calgary market. Is it going to be a Jacob Markstrom shutout? a Milan Lucic goal, a Calgary Wranglers call-up, or Christmas, with the Flames having 10 games before Christmas. Where would your vote go? <laughs> I mean, Luch plays every game. He gets in there. He can shoot it in the net. I'll mm-hmm. give some love to Luch on that one. See, we I, I, More than anything, I'd like to see Markstrom get that shutout. I'd like to see things that are going the right way for him. I like the guy. hate seeing someone that down emotionally, so I'm rooting for it to be Markstrom. We've got 133 votes right now. 69.2% are on Christmas. Uh, we <laughs> So we do appreciate your time today, Justin, uh, and have fun with the show today, and uh, best of luck to Mitch continuing to uh, well chase Wayne Gretzky's streak, if we're being real. That's right. All right, fellas. We'll talk to you again. Thanks, there Justin. It is. Justin Bourne. He is, uh, you catch him on Sportsnet all the time, hosting some of the games, uh, analyzing some of the games, and of course, uh, co-host on Kipper and Bourne out on Sportsnet 590 in Toronto. That's an intriguing game. You yeah. know, these Tuesdays, I got to say, this time of year, Tuesdays are kind of quiet because when you look at the, the kind of sports calendar as mm. a whole, right now we're in what? We're in NFL and hockey season. And I guess Raptors, if the, if that's your cup of tea too. Mm-hmm. But Tuesday, no Raptors, no Wranglers, no Hitmen, no football, no Flames, no Flames. Uh, World Cup, yes, World, two, World two Cup. more games. I, I my schedule is obviously incomplete here because I don't have the two games on it. But apart from that, and that's going to be done at two o'clock. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do in the evening? Well, you're going to watch a little bit of hockey. And it's a pretty good slate. Leafs and Stars is a prime tilt there. One's in Dallas. So yep. it's going to be a, a nice 6.30 start here in Calgary. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, we also got the Canadians and the Kraken. We'll see if Shane Wright yep. can uh, kind of exact some revenge uh, against the Canadians after they didn't draft him first overall, mm-hmm. with that being the big discussion for a lot of the draft leading up to it. Um, those are kind of the big ones. There's a couple other games here, but there's not a lot of um, good teams against good yeah. teams. Like one of the more intriguing one would be Panthers and Jets. Yeah, that'd be my good, that'd be a good one for sure. Mar- Paul Maurice's return to Winnipeg. Oh yeah, there's another yeah. another little side storyline. There, there you go. Okay, perfect. So a couple of tilts there today. Uh, the NHL slate is uh, pretty tidy. And thanks to Justin Bourne for joining us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Guest Hotline, 14-time Consumer Choice Award winners. Find out why right now, 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast, or call 403-248-3344. Dine in, pick up, or have your game day special delivered. We'll take a break. Around the corner, Metallica tickets to give away. Mm-hmm. I got yes. a bit of an idea okay. percolating in my head. Okay. We'll chat about it on the break. We'll give some tickets away. How about that? Sports in 960, The Fan. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Welcome back. It's the big show in the morning. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. My name is Matt Rose. Across from me today sits the lovely mug of one Patty Dumas. Oh, well, thank you. Make sure you grab our show on your favorite podcatcher, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, you name it. You can get the big show in the morning. We got a lovely little photo. It's got like the Saddle Dome and the little tower. Calgary Tower. Hour one uh, up right now. You can grab that. It had the morning report and uh, just some thoughts on uh, the Arizona Coyotes 
and the Calgary Flames. Yesterday, it was the Arizona Coyotes here in town to play game 13. Game 13. That's a long time. Of a 14-game road trip. Ugh. And listen, we were talking to um, Craig Morgan yesterday from Phoenix Sports, who's covered the team for a very long time. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's been on parts of this trip with him. And he was telling us, like, listen, guys, they haven't they haven't been away from home for 30 days straight. They've been able to go home for a day or two during yeah. portions of this trip. It made sense why which they Which I also would say, isn't that worse? Yeah. Because that's just adding two more plane trips into your... Into your that's just adding another day of travel in. I couldn't like, figure what? out why Vegas and, and L.A. were on the schedule, <laughs> and this was why. I do like, <laughs> like, I understand you want to go back to Arizona and, like, you know, feed your cat or whatever. That's probably pretty important. <laughs> but also, like, wouldn't you just want to stay, like, in these pretty decent towns for, like, a few days rather than gallivanting back home like you know you're NHLers you I mean, it's not like they have to come home to buffalo they they they, they get to go to the desert you know scottsdale <laughs> yeah i, I understand Tempe, you want to go Phoenix. home yeah, like, <laughs> then if you played in buffalo you'd be like yeah we'll, we'll go on the road forever it's fine <laughs> um but yeah it's, buffalo. it's been rough uh for them they've lost five in a row after winning like their first three games on the road trip and then things kind of um came back to Real life uh, <laughs> fell from the heavens back to real life, I yeah. guess. Uh, it's been a little bit tough for them. So um, we're asking you. And l- listen, I want your answers on the text line. 960-960. I'm going to give one myself. Of got to be good because there's some tickets involved with this. Yeah, I've got some, we got some tickets to give away. Here's the deal. Metallica is coming to our fair province. In just a couple of years, they're going to be performing at Commonwealth Stadium uh, up in Edmonton. They're going to do two shows, August 23rd and August 25th in 2024. And it's called a no-repeat weekend setup with different openers and a different set list each night. So Friday, August 23rd, 2024, Metallica with opener Pantera and Mammoth. And Mammoth is, this is a pretty well-known individual as well. This uh, is uh, Wolfgang Van Halen. Yeah, the son of... Eddie Van Halen. Pretty notable. Uh, and then on August 25th, Metallica opened up by a five-finger death punch and Ice Nine Kills. It's a no-repeat weekend, so you're not going to hear the same song twice in the entire, the entire weekend. Now, granted, you do have to travel a little bit for this one. you got to get yourself up to Edmonton. But we are giving away a couple of pairs of tickets to the shows. Now, how do you win those tickets? That's what you're asking yourself. I don't come on, Matt. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Get the damn tickets out here. Nine six zero nine six zero. Name and location. And this is all stemming from the coyotes being in town. What is the worst work trip that you've ever had to go on? I want to hear some stories. Mm-hmm. Have there been bad? You know, you don't have to mention the company. You don't have to mention the company at all. That's totally fine. But I want to hear your worst work trip stories. I haven't been on many work trips, but uh, a few years ago when I was covering the Calgary Stampeders in their uh, Great Cup victory up in Edmonton, um, that was kind of my first like real work trip. 
where I was allowed to go and, and you stay somewhere on the company card and you get meals taken care of and you got to go and you got to find your way to work. And <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Covering the Grey Cup is a blast because, you know, it's, it's a full week of things between the awards, between availabilities mm-hmm. every morning, between drinking <laughs> ad nauseum with every other member of the go to media the, the other parties the yeah. other team parties yeah the uh, canadian football reporters of canada they do a great job uh, putting on a, a great party not only for fans but also for the attending media so we had a great time up in edmonton um i was definitely balling on a budget up there I ended up staying at uh, a hotel called Commercial Hotel. Commercial Hotel. What you can find, uh, I believe it is down on White Ave in Google. Edmonton. So that is uh, not downtown, but it's like another kind of area it's in Strathcona. Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, a little bit south. And it's yeah. another place where there's bars and it's it's, it's a hopping spot. Mm. There's a blues bar in the basement of this lovely hotel. I decided to stay there for the weekend. And, and I, I've the pictures have been up on Twitter before. Um, there was, uh, a shared washroom oh. on our floor, oh. despite it was not a hostel. It was a hotel. It sounds like a hostel. It sounds like a hostel, but there was definitely no S in the name. Uh, the walls were paper thin. And, uh, the only reason I know is because I can tell you that there was a couple who were having a great night before the great cup. Oh yeah. Just an outstanding evening. They just partied late into the night. They had, they were just jumping on their bed and having so much fun on the floor above me. Uh, it kept me up all night before the big Grey Cup game, so I, I wouldn't miss that for a heartbeat. I had the strangest sink <laughs> in my room because it was just one room, no bathroom, and then there was just a sink hanging off the wall right beside the bedroom or right beside the bedroom door. Um, very, very peculiar. Uh, not easily the most kind of scrummy place that I have yeah, ever I'm, uh, ever stayed. I'm looking at the you, reviews on TripAdvisor. Oh, okay, of, you got of, some of, of commercial hotel. You got some review. Okay, sure, let's uh, go. Uh, first off, it's ranked uh, out of, off of TripAdvisor. It's ranked number 91 out of 99 hotels in Edmonton. Okay, that's yeah, that checks uh, out. It's getting uh-huh. uh, two and a half out of five, mm-hmm. and uh, which is average, you know, five stars. It was right on average, fifty percent. Uh, good location. I think that's what everybody loves. It's, it's a low great location, location right yeah. there on White yeah, Ave, yeah, yeah, the party yeah. strip. Mm-hmm. Uh, its worst rating was the cleanliness. It was not clean. No. no. no uh... Uh, also, <laughs> when I went there, you could smoke in your room. Oh. This was three years, four years ago. Yeah. You could smoke in your room. Yeah. So that was sweet. Uh, the first review here from uh, this past month, uh, never go to blues. <laughs> uh, staff has a really bad attitude, always calling me a bad name. And I have I've watched security guard beat up and rob people several times. <laughs> several times. I like that you keep going back though. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, so that was that was just uh, yeah, a couple months nice. ago from uh, from this person who visited Commercial Hotel in Edmonton. So I had a lot of fun. Uh, I spent as little time in the hotel as I could. <laughs> I, hope I so. was tried to be out and about as much as possible. It was mostly a place to either sleep or pass out, depending on how the night had gone. Um, but definitely, uh, as far as the work trips I've been on, and they're far and few between, that one would be the worst. Yeah. I still had fun, but the place that I stayed was an absolute dump. Mm. We're starting to get a few here in on the text oh, yeah, line as, uh, as everyone's, uh, now everyone wants to tell their stories, try and get their hands on these Metallica tickets. 960-960, your worst work story. And uh, we're giving away Metallica tickets for August 23rd and August 25th 
in 2024 with completely... Top text right now. Matt, are you sure you didn't spend the night in the clink? <laughs> Sink beside your bed? You know what? <laughs> it wouldn't have been a whole lot different. I think the only difference was a pillow, frankly. Um, yeah, and <laughs> and the washrooms were co-ed. That was the only other thing. Oh. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, do, 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 do. Scott from Calgary. The worst work trip I ever went on was in northern Saskatchewan. The hotel room I stayed in for eight hours had the rooms on either side of me closed to the public due to black mold. <laughs> and That'll it wasn't a secret. The signs were clearly on the door. Well, that's... I don't think that's legal, there's, frankly. There's, like, no, mold is, like, no mold is good, but black mold especially. It's the bad one. You don't want that mold. Yeah, that'll, that'll put you... That'll put you in real bad shape. Uh, what else do we have here? <laughs> Glenn from Calgary. I had to fly from Calgary to Fort Mac for work. I flew up, circled the airport in the fort for 45 minutes, and never landed because of fog. Oh. Flew back to Calgary. Great times. The best part was he... I don't know. Best part was he never landed? He Is never that what landed. you were going to yeah, say? Best part <laughs> he never landed. Ruthless. Um, not a nice place. Mm-mm. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to ask you to read through a few of these and see if uh, any of these other ones uh, stand out to you while okay. I just go through a couple of quick ones. Complimentary bed bugs. Uh, I did actually... Uh, I didn't have bed bugs myself, but in an old building I lived in, we did end up with some bed bugs. Um, it might have been close to the time around, but I don't know. Yeah. Um... Yes, someone's saying I should have also gone and jumped on the bed. Very funny. Hilarious. Um, but I was tired, and I had to work the next day. I had a great cup to cover. I had, great, I had great <laughs> I had work to do. And you know me. I take my work very seriously. Very, very seriously. Um, ba, 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 ba. We have a lot of people who just had to drive for a long time, and that sucks. I I appreciate that because I I don't love driving very much. Long trips, especially when it's it's for work and you're not you know at the end there's no fun waiting for you. Exactly yeah. right. Like the the Grand Cache. That's a, that's another. That's far far up north too. Northern Alberta. Any northern Alberta drive. Like anybody who works in any sort of oil industry knows the long drives up to the Peace Country and Fort Mac and. And how dangerous those drives can be. Yeah, not fun. No. Not fun. Uh, Michael Pollock Inglewood, who's uh, a musician, has played uh, blues on white a handful of times. Uh, of course, also uh, stayed in the capital, as he calls it. Uh, yes. Never forget, Edmonton is the capital of Alberta. Uh, yeah, and he asked, what's with the sink? It was really weird, dude. It was really weird. <laughs> really weird. No, I was like, you know what? If we're going to have public bathrooms... Why don't we was just, it like a sink just hanging off the just wall? Just hanging off the wall. It wasn't like a. It didn't have like a, like a no, cabinet was, or anything. No, there was no wall. There was just, no. There was no like urinal divider. Even it was just feels boom. like that wasn't a bathroom at one point. Or sorry, that's that was a what I was saying. That was a bathroom. I was at like, one you're point. just. You know what you're inviting people <laughs> to do, right? Like, you know what what type of mess this creates by having the bathrooms shared and just sinks in it. I mean, I can imagine the clientele, the clientele that can sometimes go in there. That sink might come in handy. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Just roll over. <laughs> yeah, you know, big. Just get it out. Yeah, sure. But also, have you ever have you ever blown chunks into a sink? It's yes, a nightmare. I have. It's an absolute nightmare. <laughs> Try Especially if that. there's a grate on the sink. Oh, oh. Okay, we don't need to get into it. 
Any if any of these pop to you, we're getting some great texts in, but they're all long, so I need you to read some and vet some. Okay. Uh, yeah, business trip to Houston. Uh, okay. Okay. Working on my computer with the lights off. Uh, caused the cold, uh, cockroaches to fly at the oh, screen no. and land on my chest. Computer quickly oh. went off. So yeah, I had cockroaches in my room in Mexico. In Mexico, yeah. Well, that usually checks out, yeah. right? Like that's yeah. not. That's not out of not the, They're pretty big though, like cucaracha, uh. you know. <laughs> Not cockroaches, the cockroaches. They're like la cucaracha. They're big. <laughs> they like talk to you. They smoke cigarettes. They talk. They're in the corner. Yeah. Saying, hey. Yeah. They got like the big bottle of rum too. Yeah. How you doing, brother? They could vote. Um. Yeah. Hey, I got something for you. We're gonna. Uh, we get a lot of texts, and I don't have to. I can't, I'm not gonna read through them all because some of them can go to the air and some of them can't. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna play you a little bit of audio. Kel McLean joined the boys yesterday after the victory over the Arizona Coyotes. We're going to vet some of these texts. We're going to read them for you uh, around the corner before we get to the 8 o'clock hour where Adnan Virk's going to join us to talk a little bit about baseball. Mm. And then uh, we're also going to have a little bit of a, a golf chat with Jerry Kelly, who won the 2022 Shaw Charity Classic. They raised a ton of money. Plus, we got our 12 Days of Christmas giveaway all coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. But first, a little bit of Kale McLean with Steinberg, Wills, and Lobardius from yesterday. Kale, what'd you, what'd you make of the way your group was able to, to stick with it, even though Arizona comes back, erases that lead, you, you find a way, you score the big power play goal, and you get the two points tonight? Yeah, I, I think stick with it was a big part. I thought that our first period was a slow start, and then we picked our game up. We got moving our feet. Um, uh, middle frame, a little bit, you know, again, slowed down. And so we had to just sort of not be patient, but just sort of stick with our system, keep checking. They've got some guys that can really fly, so we had to make sure we kept the game, um, you know, the style we wanted it to be. But that wasn't easy. They're a hardworking team. They skate really well too, right? Yeah, they, they really do fly. Yeah, they I'm, do. The one area I was going to ask you about, it's funny, I thought you guys had a really complete game the other night with maybe one exception, and that was the power play. And yet tonight, especially the first unit, what do you like about the way they operated tonight? Well, you could see it's, you know, it was evident, uh, especially on the uh, winning goal, how they were moving the puck. They had a, a more of a, a focus on the net in terms of a shot mentality. But I think, uh, you know, more importantly was the puck moved from A to B more quickly. And when you can when you can do that without slowing things down, you can start to get a little bit ahead of the penalty killers, even if it's one pass at a time where you, you gain a foot or two feet and suddenly they're a little bit out of position. Suddenly when you go down to the goal line, all of a sudden, and now that seemed to the back door is open. So I like the way that they moved the puck with uh, more efficiency tonight. Speaking of the power play, Nazem Kadri scores a power play goal with less than five minutes left, which turns out to be the game winner. He was in on all three Flames goals in this 3-2 victory over the Coyotes. I know that he struggled to produce points for a little while there, snapped a seven-game pointless streak on Saturday and an eight-game goal to streak tonight. But has his game been trending in the right direction for you? I think so. I think that the uh, line of Kadri, Dubé, Mangiapane have been moving of late in terms of uh, off the puck and, you know, not just the the player in possession, but the players away from the puck are moving, contributing in terms of positionally. They've checked a couple of pucks back that have led to goals in the last couple of games, and, and that's just a work ethic thing. And I think that Naz is always, you know, you can really see it. He's got great compete in him, and he's, he's a gamer in terms of always wanting to be in the thick of it and take the game or the fight 
to the other team. And so I think that uh, the chemistry that they're sort of rekindling and the work ethic that their line has uh, puts him in a good spot. Like he, he's got a couple guys around him that like to move their feet and get into the uh, mix in terms of the game. So I think that bodes well for all of them to, to be more consistent producers now that they've sort of broken out of the funk. He is Kale McLean, Flames assistant coach, joining us here on our Flames Talk post game show following a Flames 3 2 win over Arizona. Um, what you how, how important and what did you like about those two first period penalty kills cuz that could have that could have turned the game in a big way had they gone a different way yeah big time and i think our special teams in general needed a big night and we had a big night tonight so penalty kill was uh, really effective we started flat like we we were flat off the bat we i wouldn't say uh, you know, on the checking side, we did some good things, but on the offensive side, we just didn't really generate the way we needed to. And so when you get to that point where all of a sudden your penalty kills got to roll out there, you need them to come up big for you. And I thought that, the, that they did a really a solid job of being prepared and then executing the game plan and that aspect of our game. So it was huge there because, as you say, it's a real different game. Um, all of a sudden, if you're looking at a deficit or, uh, you know, you come out of that period tied, then suddenly that second period would have been yeah. would have been tough. Kel, on this homestand, um, I know when I talked to Ryan Huska late in the trip, um, you guys had some concerns maybe about – plays you are making between the two dots. That looks like it's been better. And the other thing that I just wanted to ask you about, um, making good plays isn't just about the guy with the puck, is it? It's about making yourself available for the next one. Big time. It's a, you know one way to put it is the four work for the one in terms of that one puck carrier. Yes, he's he needs to move his feet and create um, new lanes for himself to move the puck, but the other four really need to work and support that. And I think that uh, we did we did a really good job of um, our puck carrier creating new opportunities against Washington. Uh, we did a great job of getting across the middle of the ice and sort of challenging uh, D through the middle. And it turned into good rush opportunities and goals. And I think that today we did a better job of making sure it was more in the offensive zone where guys were getting available for each other. Uh, our D have done a good job of late of being available up top so that when we do gain possession under a lot of pressure against a team like Arizona, you can get it up top quickly and then we can sort of relieve a little pressure, maybe get some motion started. But uh, you make a good point because if the other guys aren't working to support and get open and create new passing lanes, then it's going to be a pretty tough way to move the puck down the down the rink. Kelly, I know the team's been a little bit up and down this season, but when I think about the first four games of this five-game homestand, you guys are 3-1. and one. The one game you lost, you could have won, maybe should have won against the Canadians. Do you feel like you guys are finally starting to build something here? I think so. I, I think it really felt like after that Washington game, we felt really good. Um, you know, saw some really, uh, you know, sharp looking play in terms of our puck play. And then coming in here, you know, the, uh, I, I already gave him credit. I'll give him credit again. Arizona's got speedy forwards, like you mentioned, Lou, and they've also got a hardworking team. Like they check and they, they are hard on you. So it's not an easy game. And I think that we found a way to uh, sustain 
our special teams came up big for us. So there's a, there's different pieces of the puzzle that are contributing at good times. Uh, so I, I like the direction we're going. I, I agree with you. I think that we should be feeling good about our game. We're going to have a tough opponent coming up next in Minnesota, and then we've got a tough road trip. But the the whole schedule is tough. It never gets easy <laughs> yeah. in this league. So at least you don't have to play 14 games in a row on the road. Like yeah. The oh man, that is yeah Bonkers. yeah that is a tough one for sure. Thank you, Kale. Thanks, Appreciate Kale. it. Absolutely, guys. Thank you. All right, there you go. Good shout. Kale McLean, assistant coach of the Calgary Flames after the victory yesterday. Gave us a little bit of an opportunity to go through and read some of your texts. We were asking you your worst work trip stories because the Coyotes, boy, oh, boy, are they on a work trip right now. They will wrap it up in Edmonton on Wednesday. That'll be the 14th stop on a NHL tying record, an NHL record tying 14-game Road trip. Uh, it's a long time to be away from home. They've been able to dip it's back and forth. But uh, nevertheless, that's a long time. Uh, so we've been asking uh, our, our listeners, 960-960, your worst work stories. And we're getting a lot of them. I we're feel trying... sorry for so many of I you. I feel so sorry. I, a lot of them are, I went on a work trip with several coworkers, and the company cheaped out, and we had one bed, and I had to sleep beside a coworker, and it was uncomfortable. <laughs> There's a lot of those. <laughs> And I feel for you, especially like, come on. There's so many times where you go into a st- an office, and I'm sure that you all have yeah. employees that you're like, I would just hope that this is the only place that I ever I have to see, see you, you or talk to talk you, talk to you yeah. or be around you, and let alone share a bed with you, shed a- share a bed with you in your tidy whities. <laughs> that is very low on the Keeping list. The jeans on here, guys. Uh, okay, uh, here we go. Uh, this is uh, all the way back from 1994. Shout out to Dale. Uh, father-in-law got us tickets to a show in Edmonton plus a hotel as a honeymoon gift. So we met them at the restaurant. When we finished, the announcer came to announce the first oh stripper of the day. Uh, they went to the room. It was filthy. Behind the bathroom door, they found a toenail. Oh, uh, not oh, not a clipping, but a full toenail. <laughs> The place was so booked that they couldn't get another room. As they were checking out the next morning, somebody had also thrown a chair through the front window, and the police were still taking statements. That was at 7.30 in the morning on a Sunday. So uh, big thanks to the in-laws for what sounded like a lovely honeymoon trip. Oh, my God. Here we go. Uh, this guy, this is a Corey in Lethbridge. He's working up uh, Zama Lake, far in the northwest corner of Alberta. Mm-hmm. Minus 48, 15-hour days. Ooh. Stayed at a camp that froze up. Uh, woke up with the first uh, first day of water flowing on the floor. Warmest place to be was our trucks because we couldn't shut them off throughout the night because of the cold. Horrible time. Mm. Uh, no name on this one, appropriately so, but this gent was out of town working at a Best Western in Medicine Hatton, you know, doing whatever a, a lonely man will do in a hotel room on a work trip on a night by himself. Halfway through, the doors open and a stranger walked into oh. his room with a suitcase. Oh. Um, probably didn't want to be interrupted. Uh, apparently, they just gave away the keys to his room. So oh. two people uh, had the keys to that room and turned out uh, also was a co-worker working on the same site as him all week. So that mm. probably had a little bit of a maybe didn't want to make eye contact for the last, rest of the trip. Yeah. You got another one? Yeah. Uh, Zach from Calgary. Uh, worst work story was when I was the first year teacher and decided to coach high school basketball for the first time. <laughs> uh, team drove all the way down to Lethbridge for the first night, stayed in a hotel, and I got a knock on my door. It was one of my players. He was covered in blood. Oh, uh, let's say this at two in the morning was quite a shock. Uh, he had slipped, 
when they were trying to take a selfie in the bathroom, cracked oh, his head open. Geez. He and I spent two hours in the emergency room only to head back to the hotel for an hour of sleep before waking up for the 8 a.m. game. Now I was new to the sport of basketball and didn't quite know the rules. Uh, and also surviving off an hour of sleep, our team was getting dominated in the first game, so I decided to push my boys to play a full-court press. Suffice to say, it was the other coach who didn't appreciate my tactic and proceeded to try and fight me in the parking lot <laughs> nice. in front of my team. We actually ended up winning the tournament, but yes! definitely my wildest work trip story ever. That's incredible. I like that a lot. Kids are so wild trying to get oh all their TikToks God. these days. W's. <laughs> that's what I'm impressed. That's for sure. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, you know what? I like that one. We're up against the clock. Do you have a name on that one? We got Zach. Shout out Zach. Way to go, Zach. Uh, we've had some great stories sent into us, and we'll try and get into a couple as we get into the eight o'clock hour as well. But uh, Zach, you're going to Metallica in 2024. Don't be cracking your head open. You got to live till 2024. Yeah, and listen, this isn't a work trip. This is a fun trip. So I want you to uh, just have a lot of fun. That's all that we're going to ask uh, when you head up to see Metallica, Pantera, Mammoth, Five Finger Death Punch, and Ice Nine Kills. We'll take a break around the corner. Uh, at Nadverk, our buddy and our friend is going to talk a little bit of baseball. A lot of money being thrown around in the majors lately. We'll get the latest. Sportsnet 960, the fan.